Welcome to Good Morning Hospitality, your one-stop shop for the latest news, noteworthy trends, and thought-provoking discussions across the industry. From hotels to short-term rentals to all things travel and hospitality, you'll find each episode equips you with the information that you need to start your week. Join us on Good Morning Hospitality every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're live. We are live and back in action. Yes, we are. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sarah. <laughs> good to see you. How was your week? Good, good. Back in action, back home in sunny Los Angeles. You know, it's nice to be here. It's so, it's, I have to say, after traveling around, you know, it's sometimes just nice to be home. That's true. You were doing a lot of traveling too the last yeah, couple of weeks. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely exciting times. How are you? I'm doing great. A lot of busyness going on, right? As mm -hmm. with all the clients, everyone needs to finish things up before the year end. Sure do. Miami's <laughs> blowing up. We got Art Basel and all the art shows going yes. on right now. How is that right now? Is it, it is just packed? Scene? I'm looking out my window. It's bumper to bumper traffic. So I'm by one of the art shows, but it'll love oh, it. Wow. This one in Miami is so much fun. Oh, Everyone's coming have... out of visiting. I have always wanted to come. I it just you've never it, done it. No, I've never done it. One well, of Miami years. people listening, we got when we do our roll call. Make sure you tell Sarah she's got to come down here for the art. Exactly, Boston. exactly. Which, by the way, let us know where you're joining us from. Oh, whoa, Tanzania! Thank you, Bernice, for joining Boston. All right, Charles. Nice to see you on here, um, which is great. Anybody else, uh, as you are joining us, please let us know. Uh, this is going to be, we've got a good show lined up today. We've got a lot of interesting topics. Mm -hmm. Some possibly, I, don't, I wouldn't say controversial, but definitely some there will be some good discussion points towards yes. the end, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. Oh, we got somebody joining us from Belize. Now we got Patrick uh, from Miami. Good to see you, Patrick. Miami. There we go. Very cool. It's so cool. Um, well, I, oh, we got, oh, Argentina. Thank you. We are going all over the place. I love seeing how many people are now watching us from so many countries, Sarah. So thank oh you to all of you that are joining yes. us every week. Tampa, Champagne, France. Oh my gosh. I need a passport just to be on the show. <laughs> I'm waiting for my passport. <laughs> oh, wait, what's going on with your passport? I'm just waiting for it. I need it. No. Family. We, want, we can't go anywhere outside the country oh. yet. So. We'll oh have my to keep more shows in inside the United States for now, Sarah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. 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 Noted. But that doesn't mean everybody else can join us from everywhere. Um, That's true. Around. But we love seeing it, and thank you all for joining us. Keep telling where you're coming from, but we're going to continue on on our show. And guys, give a little support to Sarah. She has a cold this week, and she <laughs> still showed up for us. So thank you for being here, Sarah. We'll send you a little care package. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. So in case I sound a little stuffed up, that's why. But um, no, of course, it's this is the the beauty about doing virtual things. So that being said, are you ready to dive into some of our cool topics that we have? This I week? think let's do it because we have some fun ones to talk about. Yeah, today. we do. We have a, actually a lot to talk about because we've had guests on the past couple weeks. So mm -hmm. we really wanted to just kind of chat about everything that's happening. Okay, so in the world of hotels. Um, there has been something that's going on, this no hidden fees bill. Uh, so basically a bipartisan, um, introduced to the house of representatives this last Friday, 
um, this basically no hidden fees act of 2023, basically prohibiting hotels, short-term rentals, online travel agencies, meta search platforms from excluding mandatory fees other than taxes and other governmental charges from the price whenever the reservation was being marketed or displayed. Um, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, obviously in general, it's like, you should always like, if this is going to be the price and you have all these additional, like it needs to be included. Yeah. Look, I think it started with what they call what they call it junk fees, which you and I hate. Yes. Right. Yeah, and yeah, started, yeah, yeah. I think really with like resort fees and all these yeah. things that people added on. And it started out as probably truly a resort fee where it was helping build activities and do things, but sure. then everyone started to tack them on and people that didn't have resorts that weren't offering any other services are charging anywhere between 15 to a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. I'm not giving any benefits uh, for doing those things. So I think people got really annoyed. And mm-hmm. when a lot of people start making noise, the politicians start chiming in and saying, Hey, we got to make this fair for everybody. And so that's what I do happening. think it's a little weird that they're getting involved in that. But I mean, I, I mean, I understand it as well too. And certainly from, you know, again, because we've talked about this before when we were, mm-hmm. were talking about like junk fees, but it's like, if it's actually going towards something, people don't have a problem yeah. paying for it, but it, it's also, we know it's a way to basically make the rate look lower. Yes. You know, where it mm-hmm. should be included like i even think about you know when somebody pays for rent like do you have to think about paying for water and electricity for the building mm-hmm. that should be included so similar-ish concept we learned that some of the platforms if you just charge the rate that's what you get charged for you don't get charged for the resort fee as well on some of the platforms but then those oh smart i said no no it's the total price and so charges a little bit differently um but I think they all caught up to it and there was ways to kind of trick people on it. But I just recently stayed at a hotel that was an average hotel. Yeah. And we won't say the name, but they charge a resort fee for Wi-Fi. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, that's like oxygen now. Wi-Fi? There's nothing else included. There wasn't any amenities or anything else that comes with that. So, I yeah, it was annoying. And could you complain? Absolutely. But I'm not going to give the front desk agent a hard time. I know how hard they're oh. working already. And well, so yeah. I leave them alone. Yeah. But as you all are traveling and listening, do you see this? Is this something that you just come to realize and say, all right, I accept it was I'm booking. I'm going to see the final price when I get the checkout. Or yeah. is it annoying you? Because it seems to be bothering a lot of people. Exactly. Do you have, do you implement it at your property where you're working? Um, how much pushback do you see from guests that are traveling to wherever you are and, or when you're traveling, how much is it happening to you? Yeah. I mean, again, it, it does. It change. It can change the price point, you know, depending on mm-hmm. where where you're staying, how much it is, etc. And it's like nobody wants to pay. Yeah, and this anything. isn't just for hotels, right? This is also yeah. for vacation rentals, which is big in this. Like, if you notice, yes. look, I own a vacation rental company, and there are a lot of fees that we put on there because everyone else is doing it, right. You have the cleaning yeah, fee course. that people see. There's a safety fee that some people put on there for cameras and paying oh for gosh. all those things and a safety fee a safety fee some companies put on there there's a lot of fees that people start putting on so i understand the frustration like you feel like you found a good deal and maybe you're not paying attention that when you get to that location all of a sudden it's double the price that you thought it was going to be yeah it's not it's it, not a good feeling 
Nope, not a good feeling at all. Yep, definitely. So this will be interesting to see what ends up working out with it. And just, you know, if we, you know, it's kind of like a pendulum swing, you know, it's, we needed to add on different fees. And then now what do we need to have more included? Uh, just because people, they don't want the surprises. So um, we'll definitely be interesting to see how that shakes mm -hmm. out. Um, okay, well, on to our next topic. This was kind of a, a interesting article that came out. Uh, the travel industry water usage decreases even as the sector continues to grow. I thought this was really interesting because as we all know, sustainability um, and just being mindful as far as water consumption and, and all different aspects of consumption, we are being more mindful as an industry as a whole. Um, now, what's interesting is that basically what they found is that the travel industry's use of Global available freshwater declined from 5.8% in 2019 to 3.5% in 2021. Um, I wish we had like slightly um, uh, more recent numbers, but it was mm -hmm. really interesting to see is that basically you know, compared to other industries, we are making an impact, especially because we're actually growing as an industry. So that's why this is such a, such an interesting uh, report that came out. Um, but it's so interesting yeah. because if you compare the, um, uh, the hospitality or the travel industry, it uses so much less water than say, I don't know, like agriculture and the food industry, which is like 70% of fresh water. Mm -hmm. But I don't know did, what you, I know you were reading this as well. Yeah, too. I was reading this and, and look, I want to our listeners and viewers to imagine you're walking through the back of house of a hotel, especially the kitchen. What used to drive me crazy was seeing how much water we would waste in hotel, yeah. just like leaving a faucet open to defrost something for hours because you forgot it or thinking about how we're hosing everything down um, in the back of house, or even the front of house with all the beautiful gardens and flowers, how much water goes in there. Yeah. But hoteliers got smart. It's like, all right, yes, we want to be sustainable, but this is also a cost savings to us too. So yes, we can be good for the environment, also have a cost savings on our water bills. It's a win-win for everybody. But what I hate seeing is that we take it a little too far in certain hotels so when you get in that shower the water just dribbles out and you can't oh. really take a good shower no 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 uh, no and you try to you know wash your hands but there's so little water because it's being aerated so much with bubbles that you can't really get it going so i think you have to find a balance but i love seeing that we're actively doing this and there's big brands that are behind it now yeah and i'm proud to see that our industry is standing up to say look we're not going to be wasteful we're going to be sustainable and I love seeing that this happening across the board with the numbers showing that it's happening. Yeah, definitely. And what they said is that um, the travel industry sectors in Europe and Africa in particular have been doing an exceptional job. And they are the ones they've man managed to decline water consumption um, by 1%. So even though they've experienced an increase yeah. in international arrivals. So, um, you know, shout out to those little, you know, those parts of the world. It's great. And there's certainly a lot that we can learn from the other, um, you yeah, know, there's so many little things in hotels yeah. that you don't realize. Like I had an ice cream shop at one of my hotels and yeah. part of the standard is you have to have this water running all the time on your scoop. And it just runs all day and it's not. Recycled. Oh, wow. That's part, that's part of the health code. You have to have a moving source of water with that scoop in there. And there's so many little things across a hotel, especially a big resort that you don't even realize how much water it's consuming every single day. Oh, my gosh. Not at all. Oh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. that, but And again, such a simple thing that can have like 
such yeah, a big impact. A big impact, right? Across mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of places doing that. But I love seeing it. And for all of you being sustainable out there in your hotels, keep it up because we can make big differences, especially the big hotels. Yeah. Trips of hotels in the big cities really makes an impact. Definitely. And travelers want it. So that's also that's also part of it. So shifting gears, the big news this week in, well, at least I can say for within the United States, um, in the world of airlines. I mean, this was this was hot. Alaska Airlines um, has come out and they are going to be buying or acquiring Hawaiian Airlines, which is curious. I, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's interesting. There, there's a lot of there's a, I think there's a lot of pros to it. Um, but I mean, it definitely it's it's interesting because of knowing the two different brands. By the way, I feel like we we might have talked about this a, a couple of weeks back, but both airlines are are um, have high um, reviews in regards to or high feedback, positive feedback reviews in, as far as they have the most on time arrivals. Yeah. Um, people that fly them love them as far as their um, customer service, their hospitality, they're fantastic. Um, but even on the other side of things, um, Hawaiian Airlines has uh, several different l- larger planes. So this will be a huge get for Alaska because then they're going to be able to incorporate more um, international and long haul trips as well, too. So it can definitely be a game changer um, for that for for that. Yeah. airline. But I think what people are a little bit nervous about, which I like, I agree with you. I think it will yeah. be good because there are already companies that are operating at a high level, care about their customer but they're going to control 40% of the flights that are going to Hawaii and Alaska. So it's a big chunk now. So they're worried about competition going down, prices going up, service may be dropping because there's going to be fewer options. Yep. So I can understand why some people were freaking out and especially people who have their points with each of the flights. I'm sure they'll combine those, but it'll be interesting. Totally. And I didn't realize that there were, there had been in the past, um, so what's interesting is will be is if the Justice Department actually comes up and and has, you know, says, hey, we don't support this merger. And just for some reference, the Justice Department um, was against the JetBlue Spirit uh, merger that had come up just because it it would have basically taken away. I mean, I know not everybody is a fan of Spirit, but it was it is one of the biggest um, discount airlines out there. And so in an effort to keep the playing field and having there be enough variety, um, in options of, of airlines mm-hmm. for people to fly, that's why they come in and they're like, okay, we support this or we don't support this. Um, yep. should be interesting. Yeah. Cause look, I tell you this, I used to hate on spirit all the time. I used to have to take it a lot to go to Tampa. Oh my gosh. Why? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know it was it's tough. A short flight. It's, it's a, a short, short flight. flight. And I hated right. driving across alligator alley, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I had a traumatic experience. My, my tire exploded in the middle of the night on a rainy, scary day on a, a, an alligator alley. So I was like, I'm flying only from here. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I would, anyway, I would fly spirit over that. Definitely. I took a flight. Day. I was going to New York and I booked two different flights. So on the way there was spirit, great experience on time, landed everything. Great. On the way back, Delta, you know, late for six hours, couldn't get on a flight, couldn't get the customer service. So you really never know. I think things are changing, but I agree. There needs to be a lot of options for people because as it starts to consolidate, there's a lot of power that they can charge whatever they want to do and they don't have to give good service because there's nowhere else to go. 
Yeah. I mean, this was interesting is that they actually even said that, um, you know, because there were a lot of big mergers that happened between 2008 and 2013, you know, and uh, now that we're looking at it, American Airlines, Delta, United, Southwest, they control about 80%. That's huge of the domestic air travel market. And then after a lot of these sort of consolidations uh, and these mergers, they found that um, the pricing of airfare did actually rise. Now it's sort of cooling, as they like mm -hmm. to say, the, the price of airfare, as much as we feel like it's going up considering inflation and all these other things, it's actually a little, you know, it's, it hasn't grown as much as say, um, they were saying the average fare for today's flight is 35% lower than in 2000 when adjusted for inflation, which seems insane to me, mm -hmm. but I don't know. They seem pretty expensive. I'm trying to fly my family okay. to Washington, DC, and it's a lot of money. <laughs> you, you have a different type of inflation going on. That's your family. Yeah, it's family. <laughs> I got these kids. I got to get them on that plane. Oh my but what's, what's your favorite? Airline? I know you're a Delta flyer, but if I you were going to choose like a luxury plane, what, which, which plane do you think is best for you when you're traveling? Oh, well, I mean, domestically Delta hands down. And that's why, look, and I even had last Monday, I even had a crazy uh, day of delays. And, but, you know, they, they really, to me, they've always gone above and beyond for their customer service. Yes, I know I also have status, so they're going to go extra above and beyond, but um, I'm just a huge fan of them. But I will say, I do love JetBlue. I do love Alaska. I loved virgin when we had virgin america yeah, that was awesome i loved it and then i always thought it was so interesting that alaska um bought that because they were to me they just didn't make sense as far as a brand but um but again alaska does a great job as well too the only reason why i don't fly them is just it makes more sense for me to have more brand loyalty and where they fly to isn't always yep. convenient for me um and southwest honestly I don't have a problem with Southwest either. I mean, they're, they're fun. They make flying fun. They have a good attitude about things. So, um, I'm definitely not, you know, against any of the more like budget airlines. Um, but it, you know, it, when, yep. you, when you're flying so much, you just got to have that sort of brand loyalty. So I'm flying Delta. So I'll let them know you sent me. Oh, please do. Please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Be like, Sarah, 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 Dan, is she your diamond member? Uh, she, she told me to come to you guys. They'd be yes. like, cool. Yes. Thanks. 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 <laughs> All <laughs> right. Enough about flying, but we can fly into, where Ooh. are we flying to? We're flying some national parks. National parks. This is cool. I know we are really talking about all different aspects of um, hospitality hotels and all this. But why I thought this was interesting is that the national parks, um, they just service. They just came out and they announced their free park entry days for 2024. And this is great because, again, it's this reminder of, you know, we're not always flying to cities. We are going to different places, different destinations in and around the country. And every year they come up with free park entry days, mm -hmm. um, which just is a goal to sort of make visiting certain national parks that charge to get in um, a little bit more accessible. So um, I thought this was interesting is that about 109 of the 400 plus parks there are in the United States um, charge an entrance fee. So it's obviously not all of them, but certainly the bigger ones yep. then. So um, 
Do you have any? Yeah. Advocate? First, I want to give a shout out to our super fan, Jeremy, who just joined us. So yeah, every Jeremy. Episode, Jeremy, you've been on every episode. So we're going to keep shouting you out every time. Lemon picking. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He's Mr. Hospitality. Lemon picking on his Jeez. day off, hopefully enjoying. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But national parks, which I love seeing more and more people want to be outdoors. Yes. And I think that was one of the great things that came out of the 2020 pandemic was people totally. got outdoors, started seeing what our national parks had to offer. And with that, all these hospitality companies that started to pop up yeah. to give these ultra cool experiences at these national parks, whether you want to do glamping or like in this upscale roadside motels or get a cabin, right? There's all these different options that you could do to kind of have that reconnection with nature. And I found myself doing it more and more. Yeah. And I love it. I had never really explored the Everglades down here in Miami. And that's so cool. I love going and checking it out. And there's so many other national parks I want to go to because I've been to Yellowstone and there's I want to go see all the others that are like the big name ones, but I know there's a lot of cool little ones all over the place. I haven't even been to Yellowstone. Oh, you should go like, check it out. You got to go Yosemite. see Old Faithful. Yeah. Yosemite is where I would love to go. Yeah. No kidding. So, but again, you bring it, you bring it at such a great point is that again, just keeping in mind like all the different um, hotel and, and or short-term rental options. And short-term rentals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For people that want to go and uh, glamping, I had a glamping experience. I got to go to Bryce Canyon as well as Escalante Ooh. in Utah. And it was so cool. It was just great to like be out there and have what was like a hotel bed, but being in a teepee that was already, you know, well, tent that would yeah, yeah. be whatever same thing yeah. uh already made for me because let's be honest i am not i'm not putting together a tent <laughs> like that would take way too long yeah. and i'd probably just end up sleeping under it but um but yeah, yeah there's more and more of that i i want to reconnect with it that's why i'm working on a glamping site here outside of miami because it's built for something i would i need air condition because it's yeah. a little hot i would like yeah. to have my bathroom there and a comfy bed but still be connected to nature and be able to get out to these places so I think we're going to see more and more because I've been talking to a lot of hotel CEOs on the other podcasts I do. Yeah. Uh, and they are saying that they are investing heavily in this. And one is because Smart. people want it and people are asking for it. But two, you can make an ultra luxury tent at half the price of a luxury hotel room and still get the same rates. So it may, it's good for the guests, good for the business and uh, people are doing it. So yeah. I love seeing that national parks are inviting people to come explore them and reconnect in nature and really have a different kind of experience. Yeah. So if you guys are listening, let us know um, if you have a favorite national park that you like yeah. to go to. Which one would you recommend for us? Because we're now we're looking. I know Sarah and I are going to talk about this offline because I, I think we need to go check them out more and more. Because there's not many countries that do this that have so many national parks. I think we have the most in the world. Yeah. I my uh, My cousin lives in Idaho. And there are so many national parks near her. And I, I mean, uh, yeah, so it's, it's on my list. I'm going to be, I'm going to be going somewhere. We're doing, I don't know. It. Yeah, we're doing it. We're taking we're getting, Delta to some national parks. We're getting rugged. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Now down to the topic that I've been the most excited to talk about tipping. I posted about this um, online on my stories on Instagram. Um, I had so much feedback. I know that we have a lot to say about this. Um, tipping. Is it getting out of hand? What do you think? Uh, I want to say yes. However, 
there are a lot of positions that are underpaid and I don't mind tipping them if they're doing a good Agreed. job. Agreed. Oh, 100%. We should actually we should actually start the conversation with a disclaimer. We absolutely are in support of tipped positions. Yes. And you know whether you know whether it's servers housekeepers that like often people times forget to tip um you, the uh, bellman pool attendants beach attendants like there's yes. a ton of people out there yes totally tip 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 please be generous what we're talking about is now we're seeing this trend at, that people are adding the tip option to everything any service that is being offered from this was this was crazy, by the way. We should almost mm -hmm. like share this article. Yeah. Um, but it was like people you have landlords that are putting tipping, you could have the option to tip your landlord on your rent. Say what? Like you go somewhere. I, I actually had this experience with ballet. Of course, I always tip generously. I'm happy to, but when I looked at the tip percentage options that they gave me, it they was like 18, 28, or 38%. And I was like, wait, what? Wait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now I got to do yes. math. Like, I was going to tip you like 20 or 20. Like, well, I don't, what's going on? I don't yeah. understand. So, it's a why I feel like it's a problem is I feel like what it's doing is that it's exhausting the consumer. And then it's making an impact on those traditionally tipped positions that at that point they're like, man, I got to tip again. Mm -hmm. Whether it's for dinner or at the bar, things that people are used to tipping on, but it's like they feel like at every corner somebody's turning around a little tablet and being like, "Would you like to tip for your service?" Yeah, uh, it's, so it's, it's a lot. And our international client, our listeners, I'm curious. This is not part of your culture in a no. lot of countries. So, no, it's not. can you let us know in the comments here if you're seeing that creep into your culture? of tipping because I know a lot of places it's salaried servers, salaried yeah. chefs, like all these things are salaried. So tipping doesn't, is not there. So when they come to United States, I'll never forget. I was working at the Delano hotel on South beach. A uh, guest from a European country came over, had a $10,000 bill. So the server's all excited. I'm going to go home with a ton of money, zero tip. Right? Wow. It's just not part of what they were uh, yeah, used yeah. To experiencing. And I had to go up and ask, is everything okay? Was everything all right? And they're like, yeah, everything was wonderful. And I said, well, customarily, you leave a gratuity to your server. And they threw their wallet at me and said, rob me, take my money. And I'll never forget that because they were oh screaming at me. And there's a restaurant at one in the morning after spending $10,000 and left oh with a bad experience. God. Right. So that's why I think service charges you see popped up in a lot of hotels, especially yeah. in my area. But yeah, you're right. Like, you know, when I go to a gas station, do I want to tip them for the soda or water that I bought? I mean, no. I guess the argument someone makes like, well, someone had to stock it, right? Someone had to put it out uh, yes. there. Yes. Yeah, this is true. Right. This so true. it well, becomes okay. a lot. So wait, question for you. Now, this is interesting. Um, well, Bernice said, Bernice said tipping should be made when satisfied with the service. So agreed. Bernice, I, I agreed. And by the way, tipping is, I see it's a form of, of gratitude, like thank you. And especially if somebody goes above and beyond. Again, we are, we are a pro tipping community here. Mm -hmm. We definitely get it. I know that we both had jobs that relied heavily on tipping. So we're definitely for it, but it's like being mindful of, is it getting out of control in other aspects? I had a, I had a videographer send me an invoice and there's an, a line for, to tip. And I'm like, yep. 
Yeah, same with social media, but it's like built into these systems. So I had a social yeah. media company helping me. And again, would you like to leave an extra gratuity? And I had buttons. And I was like, I just paid them a lot of money. Like, what is going on here? Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. Or um, there are some places like some uh, medi medical places, you know, so it's like, um, that, like I go to, you know, whether it's like you go to get it's interesting because it's medical. So whatever, we can have this conversation here. I'm, I'm going to take you to make sure you give my surgery good, right? No, but no, but I'm talking about like places that do like beauty things like Botox mm. or like the, you know, different services or like laser hair removal. This is, this is a very weird conversation. I there, but like I see it. Antonio saying tip to ensure promptness, but then you'd be giving money beforehand. Right. So yeah, I'm not a fan of before because right. I mean, in certain in certain cases, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Antonio, you're from from Mexico. Antonio, are they doing tips uh, beforehand in Mexico? I don't know. Yeah, Cancun I mean, resorts. I think they include it all. Yeah, I I just like it as like a sign of gratitude after the fact. Yes, and and the percentages not getting out of hand. But the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, I do have friends that work in a restaurant, and they have to tip out based off of the amount that they sell. Yes. So even if they don't get tipped, it costs them then money yeah, to tip out. No, that's not great. Obviously not that's a great not system. a great That's system. why like when what Danny Meyer was trying to do, right? Same. And Danny Meyer was trying to do it with his restaurants and they actually pulled it back. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't being successful because people wanted a tip and they felt like they were being told not to do something. And especially and during the pandemic. Some of their star employees actually notice a decline in the amount that they were making because they did so well with the tips that they were able to earn from delivering exceptional service. And now they weren't getting that extra money that people were tipping on their own accord. Yep. Um, so I like this. Paula saying in Brazil, we tip 10% and sometimes already included in the bill, which can be awkward when the service is not good and you don't want to yeah. pay. And then Antonio came back and said, the tip is earned in Mexico. They work for tips and is not given in advance, but only if earned. Yes. All right. So every part of the world is a little bit different. I love our international crowd here today. No, we telling do. Telling us what's going on across oh the globe. Oh, my Wow. I'm looking at the time. We should kind of like. Where are we, are we? Oh, we talked too much about tips. You can tip us after the show. We'll have a button and you could tip us after if you like. <laughs> Give us a tip to talk less. That's our tip. <laughs> um, okay. Real time recap. Where have you been? What have you noticed out there in the yeah. wild? This was a fun one. So okay. down here in Miami, a newer food hall opened, which I'm not very usually a big fan of, but they opened one called Julia and Henry's. And it's right in the heart of downtown Miami. And it's three stories, really cool high-end um, eateries. But what I love the most is they had a little kids club in it. And oh, my cool. kids never really like going in there. But the person in there, I wish I would got her name, was a kids club counselor. And they had video games and board games and drawings. And they wanted to hang out in there. And my wife and I had a fun dinner. It was like shockingly good. So shout out to Julian Henry's with their kids Ooh. camp counselor that uh, they installed there. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. So if listeners, if you're Miami listeners and you got kids, check that out. It was pretty fun in there. Very cool. Oh, I love that. So I was recently at a restaurant, very famous restaurant. It's over, over 100 years old. It's called Musso and Frank's on Hollywood Boulevard right here. It's this iconic old Hollywood place. And it was so cool seeing the number of people that work there that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years. Awesome. And 
it's that reminder that when you have a place that just like supports the people that work there, they, they will stay with you. They will, they will commit to being there and the level of service and attention that they give, even if they've been, even if they've worked at that restaurant for 20 years, they still, you know, joyously go through the menu with you or suggest something. And they're pretty good at suggesting things as well, too. So it's just that reminder that, you know, given the right environment, you can have employees thrive and stay there for quite some time. And employee retention is is a key for, for anybody. So I think there's so much that we can learn from these iconic places that have been able to keep their employees for so, so long. No, that's so amazing. Cool. That's amazing. I love hearing that, especially when you find out, I heard the stat, it costs $5,000 to hire, recruit and train oh. somebody new. So yeah, that's a big savings. And I just, I love hearing those kind of things. But Jeremy also said he would tip us to talk more. So I don't oh. know, maybe oh. Claire, <laughs> Jeremy. button afterwards for Jeremy. They're <laughs> too short. Well, I always like to say we would rather leave you wanting more than overstay our welcome. Yes. I like that. So, <laughs> so that's so what that is. Our hospitality quote of the week. This is a good one. Ooh. Okay. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. That's by Mr. Winston Churchill. I think that's so great. I, you know, and kind of going through and and seeing that it's just a reminder because we are in in an element of the service industry and we get to give so much and and we get something out of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's it's an industry that you get paid in in being able to create these moments and experiences for other people. And you can't put a price tag on that. No. And I love too, that hospitality companies in their communities can have a giant impact by supporting the community too. And so they can give back and be a good neighbor and improve the community they're in. So I love this quote for all those reasons too. Yes, definitely. Oh, we should talk about that on a future episode. Let us know about basically how different hospitality companies are giving back. Um, and making a social impact. Social impact is super huge. So mm-hmm. definitely going to be a conversation for a future episode because there's so much that we can do uh, considering that we're so much a part of the community. It is true. I love those kind of companies and I have one that does the same. And Biscayne Coffee, 10% yeah. of sales goes to help save Biscayne Bay. Uh, next time, I'm going to need to have a have some coffee with me. We're going to do it. We're going to set it up okay. here for everybody. Yes, finally. Um, okay. Well, wow. We could talk forever on all of these topics. I hope you guys enjoyed it, especially the tipping conversation. I know we got a little bit riled up there, Um, but this was a great show. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited to get back with you next week. I miss that we have to do these just once a week. I know. Jeremy's tipping. We'll do them twice a week. We'll get into it. (laughs) Jeremy, if you're tipping, we're coming back for more. Oh but yes, but please make sure, comment, subscribe, share with your friends. We would love to be able to reach even more people around the globe. And we're very appreciative of you listening today. Definitely. Thank you guys so much. If you have topics you want us to cover, let us know. Otherwise, like, subscribe, follow, all of the good stuff. And until next week, make See it a good then. one. <laughs>